0: Welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Mirindy Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, Growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My guest today is Maddie Wolf of maddiewolf.com. And Maddie is an empowerment expert and life coach. Welcome, Maddie. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to have you join us today and share your personal journey of how you came to be an empowerment expert and a life coach. Because I guess, well, I'm not going to give it away. You can share your story. But <laughs> did you want to just share with our audience first? Yeah, tell us what you know. your profession was before you became... Um, an empowerment expert and life coach, and I guess you know how you then yeah, became absolutely. what you are now. <laughs> so,
1: I have taken a bit of a unique um, journey to this point. I was um, a ballerina, so I trained in ballet. I went into professional training from the age of 10, which is what you do when you're going to become a ballerina. Um, so, that was very much the uh, central focus of everything for me um, going through my childhood. And then obviously the early part of my career um, was in this really demanding industry. And then um, from that, I kind of sidestepped into choreography and then teaching ballet. And it was there that I discovered the impact um, that a deficit of self-belief can have on the lives of highly motivated and ambitious people. And that's who I work with specifically are, um, people who are really driven, really motivated and really ambitious and are missing the mark somehow, not still not living the life that they want to live. So, um, I work with people to achieve, uh, empowerment and quite often that comes from starting from a place of working with self-belief. Mm-hmm. So, um, I generally, um, work with these people who are, you know, kind of tick all the boxes, all the things that we learn about really clear goal setting and um, how to maintain motivation. And when you're doing all of those things, you kind of feel like you're doing all the right stuff and things are still stuck or you're still getting lost and so that's where I step in we work through things like self-sabotage and imposter syndrome and fear of failure and chronic self-doubt and those Mm -hmm. those things and as I say I've come to that through um learning all of that quite, quite a young age so going through the um quite demanding world of ballet enabled me to ask some of those questions really early on, but also see around me the people who were, again, highly ambitious, highly motivated and not missing the mark or, or not getting the opportunities that they wanted to achieve.
0: Wow. So I guess what was your defining moment then when you realised that you no longer wanted to be a dancer and that you realised you wanted to help other people realize and find their true potential or life you
1: purpose it, it's really I mean it was a gradual transition and I think there's a part of me that still thinks of myself as a dancer I think when you have that kind of um, groundwork laid at a at a young age you know that is so much a part of who I am but when I was I'd actually I was uh, a choreographer and I was taking my company We'd received a big grant, and I was taking them on this tour. And after one performance, I had created a, a piece that was um, it was about uh, self destruction. And after the performance, someone came to me and they said, uh, "You know, a little bit of small talk. Are you are you the choreographer?" And, and I said yes. And she said, "Thank you for making me feel so much." And I realized at that point that actually that was what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be reaching people and helping them overcome the barriers that were in the way. And so that was a real um, watershed moment for me where I could go, okay, actually, yeah, I've, I've had my, I've had my turn (laughs) and, um, and it was not, you know, it was not a plain sailing uh, journey at all, but I was given so many opportunities to learn, how to overcome my own challenges that I realized actually it is time now to, um, to work with other people and help them achieve, because I see it so often. And and again, with people who are hugely motivated and have so much to offer the world and so much to, um, explore within their own life, but are being held back. And it's, because I come from a very technical background. So ballet is, it's a beautiful art form, but it's also very, very technical. And so I consider myself a technician. I wanted, you know, there's a lot of, um, let's face it, the self-help industry is huge and there's a lot out there. And for me, when I was going through my journey, I wanted stuff that I could really get my hands on and with tangible, really clear results where yep. I could go step by step. this is how i'm going to make things better and yep. and so that's that's very much what I base my um, guidance on and my mentoring on is how do we do how do we get results and do it in a process that is authentic to ourselves
0: yeah, totally because yeah people want outcomes don't they yeah, I think so, and I think you know there's there is
1: of course, we all also want a cuddle and, you know, a handhold and a shoulder to cry on. And those things are really important. But at some point we also need to go, okay, so what do I do? (laughs) What's the first thing I do? What's the second thing I do? And to be able to go at each stage of those, you know, whether it's working through self-sabotage or whether it's working through imposter syndrome or fear of failure, um, to get beyond the point of acknowledging it, Cause that's, that's the first step, right. Is being able to go, okay, this is something I need to work on, but to move swiftly through that. So we can start to see, ah, okay, I can, I can take this step and then things start to get easier. Things start to get better and I can move on to the next step. Yeah. So that is, I think, again, working with people who they get it, they get, they get that it's important to have clear goals. They get that it's important to, um, climb this ladder of personal success, whatever that means for them. But when we have stumbling blocks, how do we work through them in a really tangible, uh, result-driven way?
0: Yeah, I guess that's what the whole idea, coaching in its entirety, is helping guide and show your clients the steps they need to do to move through whatever the problem is. So it doesn't matter if it's business coaching, life coaching, health coaching, any kind of coaching, that's what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the thing with that is that these are all overlapping areas. And Mm. so what often happens is someone might come to me for a very specific area of their life. And, you know, we look at, so I really, I target career relationships, wellbeing, all of those areas. But as soon as you start to see some manifestation of one of these, what I call the arch enemies of self-belief, you know, the self-doubt and self-sabotage and fear of failure, imposters, and all of those. When, once you start to see one of these rear its ugly heads, you can see it's systemic across all of the areas. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. It's about going, it's about just looking under the hood of the car, right. And going, okay, what have we, what, what's going on here and, and how do we work through this? and yeah. And as you say, you know, that's that's what coaching is. It's it's I think I was so lucky to have amazing coaches as you know, when I was was working through my training in ballet, that um, stepping into the role of being a coach was like the most natural progression for me in terms of my career and the value of having that person to just show you, okay, look what's going on here and look how we can um, change it up.
0: Yeah, no, that is so amazing. So I think you said before that it was just a natural transition for you and that it didn't happen overnight. So I guess, was it just a slow progression for you to decide and start your own business? Or did you literally say after that performance where someone came up to you and said, you've changed my life, you went, okay, that's it? I'm going into coaching now. (laughs) I think it's no, I mean, it was a slow progression. And, you know, by that point I was running
1: a business. I was running a dance company, which is obviously completely different. But I think when you are, for me, it's always been the most natural thing in the world to, um, start something to make something to create something you know when I was a kid it was bake sales and you know putting on theater productions for the community and you know things like that and I think you know it's obviously that's a world away from running your own business in you know as an adult but when it's in your blood it's in your blood and so I think for me it was a slow progression in terms of making the shift from being a dancer and defining myself as that and that being my day-to-day career um And I guess the biggest shift happened, uh, like so many of us, when I had my first baby and Mm -hmm. I went, okay, so I was going to take some time away from the physical side of being a dancer. And when I say the physical side, you know, there's so much else that is, you know, know, there's so much else that is um, incorporated in that. And so I was taking on more clients anyway, in terms of coaching ballet and coaching life progression life career choices within that particular niche and that just really organically flowed into working with people from all areas of life I mean personally I have you know I I'm I just love working with people that's been (laughs) and that's been throughout my life um that's been and I and I love being able to um problem solve with people and go, Oh, look at this, look what we can solve here. Um, And so, yes, there was this one moment where it was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Light light switch goes on. I can do more. I can do more in terms of helping people um, by stepping outside of this very specific niche and also by going, okay, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to leave behind a certain area of my life that was no longer it's not that it was no longer fulfilling me there are certain areas that were very much still fulfilling me but i think i had grown beyond it and yeah. so when you realize that for yourself and you're in, you're in a uh, a mentoring profession then you have to make that pivot pretty quickly <laughs> yeah. um because otherwise you know it was it wasn't going to carry on being true for me anymore um, so that was, uh, and I think, you know, everything changes when you're kids anyway, as we know, oh. um, <laughs> and so it, it was, yeah, I think it was, it was born that the decision to go out and start this new path was born out of all of these things coming together at, mm-hmm. at the right time for me.
0: Excellent. Wonderful. So what would you say are the positives for running your own business now that you've been doing it?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I, as I say, it's, it's been in my bloods my whole life, you know, and I think when you run your own business, you can do, you get to call the shots, which um, it's quite good for me. Cause I'm quite a stubborn person yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I, uh, I like to be the one in charge. That's, that's very much who I am. Um, in terms of the business orientation, that's not what I'm like when I'm with clients, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, they're, they're running the show when I'm with clients. It's me, me, uh, shining the light on things, but certainly in terms of the business side of things, I'm I'm, um, stubborn and ambitious, which I think are characteristics you need as an entrepreneur, as someone setting up, setting up your business. Um, but I also think Running your own business, it means you can keep your finger on the pulse. So you can go, okay, what is it that, where am I going to be most useful? And you can put yourself there. And working for someone else, you are uh, restricted. And I think when you feel like you have something that you can give to the world and give to people, you don't want to be restricted by, okay, no, you can't do that today. You've got to do this. (laughs) And so when you're running your own business, Um, you're able to do that. You're able to go, okay, actually here's where I'm most useful right now. Here's where I can serve my people the best right now. Um, So that is, I think, the big positive for going out there and uh, making making your passion a business, a viable business.
0: Excellent. And I guess then, of course, with all our positives, there are negatives. What would you say some of the negatives for you in running your own business?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's I think it's not for everyone, is it, Randy? No, and I think <laughs> I think um that's okay. I think some people really need the security of not being where the buck stops. <laughs> and yeah. um when you are running the show, there's there's nowhere to hide and there's no one else to blame. I remember it's just really interesting because when I was training as a dancer um I remember thinking gosh I think the worst thing in the world would be to be the choreographer because you're you're the one that gets all the blame right like you can the dancer just kind of moves about the way they've been told (laughs) which is um, obviously a very simplified version of what's actually going on but I remember thinking and this is quite late in my training I remember thinking that is I will. I'll dance for anybody, but I do not want to be the one in charge. But you know, within five years, I realized actually, I, I want to be. I want to be in charge. <laughs> and I was. And I was running the show, and I had my own company. I was the choreographer, and and so you know, in those profound statements they always come back, don't they? <laughs> there are there are negatives, and I think knowing when things go wrong, that it's you who's got to put it back together again and especially when you've got people relying on you whether you've got people working for you or you've got people who are you know you've got clients going come on you know whatever it might be you you have to step up um and so I think it does require a huge amount of inner strength and inner resources in order to be able to take on that role so whilst I don't kind of look at it as necessarily oh these are the negatives of running your own business these certainly are the the pitfalls that you have to be aware of when you're yeah. going into running your own business
0: totally I think yeah some people think it'd be nice but as you said I think there are some people who would relish and flourish as uh being self-employed and then there's others that yeah probably better stay stick working with someone else yeah
1: and you know I think that's okay you know I think you can still be a really ambitious bold motivated person who is still going to change the world but maybe you're going to change it in a slightly different way or you are going to help someone else who is you know who shares your vision and I think one of the things that's important and especially because you know, you and I know there are so many amazing, strong women out there who are um, just have so much to give, but you can be that person and still not quite be cut out for running your own business. And I think um, that self-awareness is important as well. And that's not to dissuade anybody, because I think it's an amazing thing to be able to do. And there are so many resources out there for people who want to run a business you know and want to um, go down that entrepreneurial route and so it's certainly not like oh no don't do it go work for someone else i don't I, I don't i'm passionate about helping people make that transition but i also think you know it's okay if you're not ready yet or it's okay if you need to go and find out a bit more about it and i think you know knowledge is power right and the more we can learn about ourselves and where we're at in this process uh, the more powerful we can be.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So thinking back to when you, um, I guess, started out on your own, what do you wish you had have known then that you know now? Oh, Mirandi, so there are
1: so many things, right, that we discover <laughs> along the way. <laughs> and um, and I think learning to be resourceful is such an important part of being able to roll with the punches. And I guess the thing that I wish I'd known right at the beginning and the thing that I try to make sure my clients is are clear on is that it never looks like you thought it would. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, in my experience, it can often look like 10,000 times better. But it's like when you're on a road trip and you're you're looking for, you know, the the, the accommodation you booked as it's starting mm. to get dark. And if you're, if you're keeping your eyes peeled on the side of the road for like a run-of-the-mill roadside motel because that's what you think you booked, then you might miss the big five-star luxury spa hotel, which has a room key with your name on it, right? Like, yeah, I think yeah. I see what I see and what I certainly experienced is having this, um, I, know what, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm meant to do. And actually not realizing when I achieved that or when I'd gotten there or when I'd gotten to somewhere even better, because I was so blinkered at this is the thing I'm going for. And so I think when we get clear about our goals and we all know how important it is to be you know, really crystal clear on our goals, it's important to remember that the goals might not end up looking the way you thought they'd look. And as I say, you know, often they'll look 10,000 times better. But if you're not open to the idea of them looking better or looking different, then you might miss them. Or you might go, oh, I accomplished that five years ago and I didn't even realize. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) That's, yeah, that is so um, enlightening. Totally true. People have this concept in their head and then something happens and they don't realize, oh, hang on this is what I asked for, but it's yes, slightly different or a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is
1: that we, we tend to, and again, this comes up time and time again with highly ambitious, highly motivated, highly driven people is that they are going for it. They're just going hell for leather for that thing. And when you break down what that thing is, what that goal is and what that's going to mean in your life and how it how the many ways in which it might manifest itself then you start to go oh okay so I could actually achieve what do I want to achieve but it might be taking this journey or it might be going this way towards it then I think the world really opens up I think the more open you are to how you might achieve that same goal so for example I realize now that my all of my training and all those goals I had of being a ballerina actually when i got to that point of being ballerina i was like okay so where's where's the thing that I thought was going to be fulfilling me, you know, and you go, oh, actually the goal was something different. The goal was about making people feel something. And that's why that moment when I was in Sweden, actually, when I was on tour and and this, this amazing person said to me, thank you for making me feel so much. And I was like, oh, that was the goal. (laughs) That was it. And so you can kind of, if you're open to all of the different ways that the goal may present itself, then you can be, you can be knocking out of the park. And really seeing that you're knocking it out of the park. So going back to the question, I think the thing that I wish I'd known sooner and the thing that I would hope people can take away is your goal is going to uh, morph and change and become all sorts of different things and just stay open to that and know that it can be, that's all part of the journey.
0: Yeah. No, that's great. So... Then what advice or tips do you have for other female health wellness practitioners who are looking or thinking about starting their own business?
1: I think do it, <laughs> do it, go for it, know your stuff. I think that's really important. Um, I think taking the time to learn and just be a sponge always. I mean, you and I know that it is that we never stop learning. Do we merely? No. It's not like, okay, done, check. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so th- that's a kind of a, that's a, a double bit of advice there. It's um, go out and do it and be ambitious and bold, but also know that you're just going to keep learning. And, and so you may not feel ready at this point and that's okay. Cause you, you're always going to be absorbing information and you're always going to be learning and you're going to come up with things that, you couldn't have expected but the only way you're going to reach that moment is by going for it and so I would definitely say you know do it do it go for it know your stuff my my ballet coaches used to always say and now I say this to everybody if there's if there's anything else though (laughs) so I'm saying go for it but if there's anything else um what my ballet coaches would say is if you can think of anything other than ballet that would make you as happy or happier then do that other thing because it's not for the faint-hearted, and I think this is the same with going out uh, on your own. If you can, if you can think of anything else that is actually going to be just fine <laughs> and uh, fulfill you and motivate you and all of that, then go do that. But if you are waking up every day and going, I want to serve my people. I want to do this. This is something that means something to the essence of me. Then do it and. Yeah everything you know find the people that will help you find the resources we you know we're I mean Miranda there's nothing we can't learn the answer to right now is there you just you know it's so easy to learn how to do all of this And um, the thing that's not learnable is that is that ambition so yeah. if you have the ambition go for it
0: awesome <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. Uh, great advice thank you um so my next question is has how do you manage work-life balance?
1: Oh, it's the question, isn't it? <laughs> it's the. Um, um, I think I have an amazing partner, so that um, he's he keeps me level. Um, I think that's important. I have two amazing kids who and en- are endlessly inspiring.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
1: being yeah. able to take time in whatever I'm doing at any given point so whether it's spending time with my kids and my husband or getting down to work being in that moment yeah and totally committing myself to that moment and then being able to anchor on to the next moment I think that is the key for finding for me at least finding that work-life balance um because you know that that (laughs) that um where some of us get, get locked of that being totally involved in work and wishing you were spending time with your family or your friends. And then when you're spending time with your family and your friends, you're going, Oh, I wish I was getting that thing done at work, you know? And that I think is, that's where work-life balance can get so skewed and out of whack because you're never then doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. And that can, that, that can lead to all sorts of personal distraction and self-doubt and, and really can present itself at a downward spiral. So I think being mindful is the most important part of achieving a positive work-life balance. And there are all sorts of ways to be mindful. For me, it is about really being present, as we know, really being committed to what I'm doing and anchoring myself to that moment. And then finding the, the next anchor to pull me to the next moment. Because I think being mindfulness is really important, but if you don't have a way of transitioning to the next thing you have to do or the next thing you want to do, then you, that mindfulness can um, mean that the momentum stops. Does that make sense, Merrily?
0: Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, it is about mindfulness and being present at the moment because if you've got ten thousand things going on in your head at any one time you're not really focusing on the task at hand are you
1: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely and i think transitioning from one task to the next will allow you to find that kind of level um and i think the other thing that is really important for me and what i do um i know a lot of people you know Manage their time and work out. Okay, between this time and this time, I'm going to do that. Between this time and this time, I do that. And um, one of the things that I try and do, as opposed to time block, is I energy block. So I go, okay, how much energy do I need to be putting into this today? And then yeah. I work out. Okay, that's going to mean I need to pull resources and energy from this thing. So how am I going to make that happen? My my son ran a triathlon on the weekend, and it was like, right, I have all of this other work stacked up that I've got to get done. I had clients I had to see, um, but I knew where I needed my main energy for that day. Yeah. Needed to be on my son. So it's like, okay, absolutely. That's, that's a no brainer for me. Cause that's where my commitment is. So where am I going to pull the energy from? That is not going to allow those other things to suffer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's less, for me um the cold kind of time management uh concept is less about blocking out time for specific tasks and more about blocking specific energy for specific tasks throughout the day and that's been a a a real game changer in terms of how I achieve that work-life balance
0: that's a really good way to talk about it because I have someone else um who talks about time blocking and yeah talk about energy blocking I think that's just as important too thank you that's yeah a very good tip to think about as well especially if people get stuck with yeah putting time blocks
1: (laughs) yeah I think so because the other thing is that um, I'm quite optimistic with my time and that has that has run into trouble and I think actually that's one of the things that I look at when I'm working with someone in discovering um, self-sabotage areas of their life where areas of life where they're self-sabotaging and I think actually time management is one of the areas where we we overpromise, we uh either procrastinate or give ourselves ridiculous time frames in which to um in which to execute some task or other you know we give ourselves way too little time or way too much time somewhere else and I think um, so you know, I, I tend to be quite optimistic and think, oh, yeah, I'll get all of that done within this period of time. And then when that doesn't happen, it's like, oh, OK, I've really messed this up. Whereas if you can, it, I find it much easier. And I know some of the people I work with find it much easier to look at how they um, what the level of energy they're going to need for each of those tasks and to block out time. And then the other thing is with time, we we don't have any. Uh, way of increasing that, that I know of yet. We have the 24 hours and that's kind of it. <laughs> Whereas yeah. with energy, there are all sorts of ways to increase your energy and be able to give more energy to a specific task and be able to take other, you know, be able to recognize where our energy is, what's sapping our energy and be able to cut yeah. those things out or, or, you know, uh, lessen the impact of those things. So I think energy is a bit more, um, it's a bit more forgiving in terms of how we can manipulate it. Whereas time, we, we, we've only got those 24 hours, haven't we? As try as we might, that's all we've yeah, got. That's exactly it.
0: And you've got to sleep in that 24-hour period. Yeah, you period. do have to. Yeah, I've, I've discovered that as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, what does the future hold for you and your business? Is there um, ideas or projects that you're wanting to implement
1: Always, always. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I can I can um, barely keep up with the ideas that I have. And I think that's just part of who I am. Um, I think fundamentally the the next chapter of where I'm at with my business is I, I do want to educate a wider public of understanding the importance of self-belief training um yes. I think that's where I want to um be focusing is within the wider spectrum of of how self-belief really is at the root of so many of the problems certainly that people come to me for but I know that people come to you know the people come to discover in their lives. Um, When we can learn to shift the dial in terms of our own self-belief, that's when things really start to radically change and we can suddenly uh, discover that so many of our problems or our issues or the things that are holding us back can be shifted. Um, Mm. So, so right now um, I think a big focus for me is in educating people to understand that as a concept so that that message can be heard and, um, absorbed into the people who need it most.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So before we finish up, do you want to share your business name again and where people can find you online and reach out to you if they want to have a chat? Absolutely. So, um, I'm Maddie Wolf and, um, it's
1: easy to remember because it's Maddie Wolf com Is my uh, web address, so that's the best place to go to. And actually, merendi I'm putting together a um, a gift for your listeners, so they will be able to head to um, my website, which is maddiewolf.com uh, forward slash podcasts. And on there, there will be a special gift for um, for the listeners listening today um, for you to take away. Um, and that's the best place to find me. Also, if you're interested in specifically my self-belief work, that's on breakthrough self-belief, which is the methodology that I use for, um, self-belief education and training. So that's breakthrough self-belief.
0: Awesome. Yes. And we'll have all those links in the, um, description of this podcast. So people can download that amazing free resource and reach out if they feel they need some help. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Randy. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. After listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another And celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, authentichealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one on one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.